Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Between You and I podcast. This is episode 18, and we just keep trucking along, Ryan and I. And today, um, we have Tecla Waterfield, um, also Tecla Waterfield Fielder. Um, she is married to Jeff Fielder as well. She is a singer-songwriter from the Northwest. Um, we have a fantastic conversation with her. She has beautiful music and um, it's just a scrappy ideas gal. And her and I have talked a lot recently and just had these connective conversations that I really appreciated. So I really wanted to have her on the show and I'm psyched to talk to her. I hope you guys all enjoy it. Subscribe um, if you feel inclined and we'd love to hear any comments and hope everyone is doing great during these crazy times. We love you big time. everybody well welcome to the podcast what number is this it's uh, not that 18 18 right? yeah 18 is a good number um today i'm very excited because we have tecla waterfield with us hello hello welcome to the virtual world our new reality um, we were just joking about um skits and things like that about um video meetings and all the things that can go wrong or just how you get so used to it that you you know end up doing things you wouldn't usually do in a meeting because you're just like well this is the new reality i'm always extremely paranoid i'm like i'm just gonna sneak off to go to the bathroom i'm like the camera's <laughs> off the audio's off i still don't trust it but you know <laughs> i know right yeah, yeah. Um, I was at an open mic on Zoom the other night, and it was the first time. And I was like, I want to not miss anything. I want to be like really listening actively for the whole time since I'm the host and I brought it together. So I wound up really having to, you know, uh, midway through, go pee. <laughs> I'm like, how do, I, how do I do this? This is so awkward. I, I had to just tell everyone, um, body break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about that. Well, speaking of which, like, um, I and others, not that you would know this, Tecla, really consider you like uh, like an idea person. Like you oh. have done a lot of different things, but you're always coming up with new ideas like, you know, open mic online. And um, and you've been really present online with live shows, live streaming shows and um, just pivoting with lots of creativity, given the weird, you know, situation we're in. Um, but some like Heather Reynosa and I were talking, I'm like, she's always got a ton of ideas, um, mm -hmm. which is really cool. But I wanted to start off just so people could get to know who you who you are. Um, do you want to give a background just on your story? Because I don't think you're you're not from Seattle, right? No, no. Um, I mean, who is really? But <laughs> right. well, the funny thing is that my family's all disconnected um, and I didn't even know until I moved to Seattle in 2010 that my grandma had an apartment above the comet tavern when she was 15 i didn't even know that oh, yeah wow. when she was 15 yeah and then her parents so my great-grandparents lived in the area i need to really like so like i said my family's disconnected we don't talk as much we kind of okay. all went our separate ways but i need to sit down with my grandma and be like tell me the story but what i've heard is my great-grandpa was like a troubadour musician that played violin like in seattle back then like my great-grandpa wow. i'm like, like cool. I, yeah. I, 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 i'm not from here but i feel like i claim it my mom was born in aberdeen washington but oh well yeah. i don't know i think you got claim right I, yeah. I but i i was born in alaska and then my family moved to california when i was uh like 11 or 12 so i kind of halfway grew up in alaska halfway california and then migrated up to washington in 2010 with a band that i was in actually for the music scene. right Right. Uh, it's a healthy music scene. I mean, it continues to be healthy. I mean, it has been for decades, right? Like, it's not just like the grunge right. era. It, mm -hmm. There's um, consistent history. Yep. Decades and decades um, before that. Um, that is so crazy. Above, I, I love um, hearing <laughs> stories about spaces because I instantly want to know what did it look like then or what was it like like to have what was the apartment okay well I will digress <laughs> one thing she remembered she remembered specifically that there was this tiny alleyway behind and she remembered like there was this tiny little you know those I feel like what she said was she had one of those little tiny decks that's not really uh -huh. a deck, sure you know just like a little strip of something and it was behind this alley and that's one memory she has of, of her wow 
Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's totally crazy. Well, okay. We could just talk about that later. We will to get your uh, grandma on the show. Come on. I, I know, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a picture. I want pictures. Oh man, yeah. character. Her, she was called Grandma Gorgeous Darling. I don't oh. know how that. What? Wow. Yeah, she did. She did theater, musical theater. Very vivacious, loud. You know, um, opinionated woman. That. Anyway, that's yeah, whole nother <laughs> story. Very but you cool. know, that's your lineage. That's where you come from. It's no surprise then that you're you know such a creative person. And I, I that's so amazing. What a great name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I first see a record, a name of a record you'll do or something with that right? name. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, <laughs> I love an idea person. Um, but you, so I will say like you and I got together. Um, one of the you know big reasons, one, I want to have you on the podcast anyway, but you and I have had some really great conversations. It's, I feel like it started when, um, uh, for anybody listening, like a while ago, I gathered, I gathered and wanted to gather with other um, female musicians. And there was like nine of us and Tecla was there. And, you know, I wanted to do that because in music, I spent so much time by myself um, and didn't feel like I um, congregated with peers or asked for help or did anything. And so that night was kind of a grand experiment or, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like, well, you Carrie, you can't get anything that you want if you don't ask or, you know, or put yourself out there. Anyways, you were there. And then since then, you and I have had some just great conversations about the long road of being a creative and, you know, specifically being a musician. Um, but I think when you choose the creative life, it's kind of a conversation that I don't feel like it's talked about a lot. There And or like, I feel like a good manual needs to be created or would be handy. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think there are phases and just speaking to women there, you know, now phases you're going to go through in life. And there's one thing to have your creative life. And then there's the other parts of your life you want to develop, like being married, or maybe you want to have kids. Um, and, and then as you go down the road, like navigating all of that, or the choices you make, or what does that entail, or how do you keep being creative? And so I feel like we've had that. That's something I would love to talk about here, mm -hmm. um, because I thought we had some really impactful conversations. Like this is a really good topic. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think it could be. There could be a lot more. We we talked a little bit about this uh, literature around the topic. Um, yeah, because. Well, and especially like there is some, there are some I've, I've read a little, um, but it's, it quickly becomes outdated because things are changing so quickly in this time that we're living in with the advent of technology and all the social media and stuff, how much stuff has just changed in the last 10 years, you know, like, right. but just, um, yeah, I remember when I was, I don't know, I was 27 or something. And I was like, how do I make this life work? Cause I'm aware that I'm a creative person, you know, but, and when you're younger, you kind of are a little less and like sure of what you are and who you are and you're trying to figure it out. But I'm like, okay, I'm artistic and musical, you know, how do I, like, I was very aware that like normal jobs didn't suit me ever, ever. Right. Like, right. Routine and monotony and, um, <laughs> same time, same place. And there's people that thrive on that. They like, they like to have a sense of like, I know what's going to happen at this time every day. You know what I mean? Like lots of people, sure. are but when you're really creative, Oh my God, <laughs> it's like, it's like death. <laughs> it's like yeah. the fire, just the flame is gone when it's like for me. It's, uh, so anyway, I remember reading a few books on the library about like, well, here's what people do. You can like, you know, have a job you don't really care about. So that way you can spend your energy and time on your art, or, you know, you can work in the field of your art, you know, um, doing something like if you're a musician, work at a music venue, and then you're still sort of, you know, and it was just a kind of generic, um, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, um, do you remember what the titles were? Like, what were those books? Oh my gosh. It if was, you do, yeah, if you don't know now, we can get them later and we will post links to them. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to see if I can um, backtrack because this was okay. like 10 years ago and it was at a public library and I was just sitting on the floor like <laughs> weaving through. But yeah, I've, I, I, I feel you. I feel like there's there should be more information out there about well, it. specifically too around when you hit the wall or a wall, mm -hmm. right, where you've done all the things you've gotten in there, you've, you know, gone through the list of what 
mm-hmm. you know, right? Like we've made records, we've played live shows, we've, you know, um, done all the kinds of shows, um, come up with creative ideas. And I feel like there's a natural, not a wall, like a stopper, but it's, um, I think a, a point of burnout is natural. Um, mm-hmm. I think a point, what feels like a wall is what what I would like to put out there. What I feel like I've learned is just a pause it, like it, instead of saying a wall and like, oh, my God, I'm burnt out. And I'm depressed. Now what? Because it feels really insurmountable to have a moment where it's like, OK, this is just a pause moment. And what you do is you turn and look back and be like, OK, these are the things I like because it's really just a learning moment, like a temperature take of like nothing's wrong. I feel like you're you know, it's, you're, you're right on time when that happens to say really what you got to do here is just look back and go, okay, I liked this. I liked that. I don't like that. I'm not doing that again. Um, and kind of clean up the cupboard and say, I'll, I'll keep these things and keep doing these things. And now I can, um, make space for what might I do next. And I also found it really helpful to look at things in incremental time chunks, not like forever, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, for the next year, what, you know, cause then it's handleable on the marathon that is, you know, a forever creative life. Um, cause there are ups and downs. And so anyways, as we were talking about, I was like, what, what is that moment really? And does it have to be so dire? And I, and I really didn't think it was, I was like, Oh, it's just a growing moment. But I feel like I had that moment and literally just sat down. I was so burnt out and, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of things had happened that no one was there to kind of go, yes, that is, you yeah. know, like outgrowing people or, um, take, you know, burnout because I took everything on and didn't ask for help. I didn't delegate, you know, or didn't recognize, oh, this is just a moment where you take pause and then you get, you get back into it or, Hey, look for a friend, get some support. Like I didn't seem to, um, I don't think I had ever done that in the past. And so what I did do was just kind of sit down mm-hmm. and yeah. that that's something I regret. I mean, which is pointless to do, but it's helpful to think about it now and go, Oh, okay. Like I could have, I could have done something different. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. I think it's just, it's so the path for, for all creative people, let alone everyone is so different just within the creative field. Like, you know, you could be a classical musician and you're playing, you know, in a symphony or you could be, you know, your heart is with helping other people to learn and you're a teacher or you're really motivated by performing or you're really motivated by writing. It's like, or, you know, there's just so many um, paths and, and within each path, like all these divergent paths, you know, so it's really hard to like, I think it's just, I've had to learn you know, in my time as a working artist and musician, that the more that I've been able to, like you keep mentioning, like opening, open up and talk to other folks who are like me, even mm-hmm. if they're not exactly, you know, obviously yeah. exactly like me, but they're, they're similar in some ways. It's like, it's always like, I find a lot of little help and guidance. It's like, no one never really knows the answer, you know, but there's, right. <laughs> you know, but when you have like, when you brought us together and we all talked, I think we all felt like, you know, we're like, we're not alone. <laughs> right. Those like us. <laughs> just that alone is amazing. Just to be like, Oh, someone else is going through the same thing you are. It's you're not, um, you're not crazy. Right. And, and then you can hear other ideas. Um, or call that person and not being alone on something I think is, you know, huge, you know, it's not like everyone's really independent and you're right. Everyone is different. It's not like you're like, I need to have you there every day, but to have a list of people, you're like somebody I could call when I do, because, you know, creative work can be, it's your creative work, right? It can be very private thing Mm -hmm. while you sit and get your ideas and do your work and create your, create your um, art and, um, that, that's not something somebody else could do for you, but it's nice to turn around to reflect with someone. I find that really a huge relief to go like, am I nuts or does this suck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then also 
there's a difference with your creative friends and your friends who aren't as creative. I mean, I feel like a lot of my best friends aren't aren't as creative and they're just like rooting for me. They're like, yeah, you you're you're great. And then I have a couple of friends that are in the creative world and they get it in a different way. They're the ones that I, you know, I need to talk to you because you know what this is like. This is just a different way of of setting up your life, you know. So yeah, that's huge feedback for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's like when that's a great, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the big thing. Like when you are um, not, and it's not just, um, just creatives, but like when you are, when you do something, you want to talk to someone who, you know, knows what you're talking about or has been there because that's like the unexplained thing that you don't want to explain to someone who's never been there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how, how, what something, what, ex, you know, an experience might make you feel like and why, or how all of it plays into something. And yeah, when you and I were talking, I remember when I think I was having a hard time, I, I my mom had said, why don't you call someone? And I was like, who, like, for, for whatever reason, I was, I couldn't figure out, I was like, who would I call? Yeah. Like, who's going to really know what I've been through? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, you know, that I felt like wouldn't, would be respectful or mature or what, cause I wanted that. Like, I like grownups. I want, I want someone who's going to be smart and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying. This is that. And here's what you might do. Like I, I crave a mentor, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. mentors all the time. Um, mm-hmm. like I love a, a smart, savvy, kind person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kind of help. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, there's nothing worse than like meeting somebody that you really admire and they're, they're uncomfortable, you know, they're not nice or, um, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, there will be no union of sharing or I don't know, whatever it is. It's always a bummer. It bums my little heart out. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I don't want to get into personal things and stuff, but I did reach out to someone who I thought we could have a sort of, you know. Like, uh, we're in this business, this music industry together. Let's talk and be friends. And yeah. was basically told that they thought I was just trying to use them. And I was like, oh, oh that sucks. I'm so not like that. I'm, I'm all about let's come together and let's, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a bummer for that person, too, because I'm like, obviously, they've been hurt. Right. And they're shut off and yeah. they will miss out on good people. I mean, there, yeah. you know, there are good people. Um, and. I also think if you're confident, you're like, what is someone really going to take from you? Mm-hmm. That's also a living in scarcity. And I don't believe in that. Exactly. I'm the same too. Yep. I don't. Well, for everyone. Oh, always for everybody, every single person. There is no like, if you take this chunk of the island, there's no more of the island left for me. I right. get into spaces where I'm like, who gives a shit about the island anymore? Like, God, I'm <laughs> so over the <laughs> island. <laughs> I'd like to move to the European continent, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I shall yeah. move on. Yeah. One of the things I, um, one of the things I noticed as, uh, is the bunch of the things that you've done, which I thought were really innovative, like getting grants and, um, you know, having your work in, you know, you had your work in a movie. And um, so talk to me a little bit about all like your ideas that you get, right? Like you really open up to what are all the ways I could support myself? Like grants, I thought was amazing. I was like, oh, that's, I wouldn't, I hadn't, I've never done that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just thought, so um, I just really loved that. Can you talk about that or your ideas or? Well, I think part of it is that I was um, raised scrappy and poor. <laughs> so right on. Yeah. From a young age, I was like applying for financial aid and stuff to get into college. And like, you know, once you've been exposed to that world, you realize that there's actually a whole lot of opportunities out there that are always happening. And, and it's really frustrating, actually, is just figuring out figuring them out because they're there. It's just like, you have to know where to find them. So that's, that yeah. part's frustrating. But, um, there were a couple of different opportunities that actually honestly were shared, um, on Facebook. Um, and I just immediately followed up and applied for them when I saw them get posted. So that was early on when the pandemic was hitting and people were sharing these resources, you know? Right. So yeah. it's like, right. Oh, you know, I would just keep an eye out for that. So that, that right there is a matter of having 
quote unquote friends, you know, Facebook friends who are in the industry or who are in the know. So these are people who work for arts organizations that I know, you know, that share stuff like that. So, you know, it, it just, again, back to that same idea of like knowing other people that are in the field, cause that's where you kind of get the most help and resources. So anyway, the, um, the, uh, the grants, um, we, Jeff and I applied for like every single one that we could find and we got a couple each of us. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, and actually I was just telling him we need to look for more, (laughs) you know, cause there's ongoing project grants and stuff that, you know, like four culture does every year and stuff. Um, I always feel like I'm just this little dog that's not going to get chosen for those things. Cause sometimes they are Mm -hmm. a little like intense, like the processes that when you apply and, you know, it's like, yeah really intense they want you to really map out your project or you know right 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 but the only way to get it is to apply i mean it's like yeah i've known plenty of artists who are like i'll never get this and then they applied and it turns out they were the only one to apply for it yeah so it's like yeah Yeah. you did it yeah yeah yeah. yeah, you just don't know. And the mm-hmm. fact right. that you just you just got to do it right. But I, I feel that way, that overwhelm of like when it gets really complicated or if they want samples and they want all sorts of stuff. I, I feel that way when I – on crazy job interviews that are like, yeah. Yeah. here is something. Now go solve that. I get really overwhelmed. I think that's a kid yeah. thing, like way back from being a kid. My uh-huh. husband's actually really good. Um I, I had, uh, when, when that does happen to me, he's really good at going one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, one, he'll say, you do too know how to do that. It's yeah. a really primal child thing for me. So mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, like math, I think used to really overwhelm me and I would just shut down. And so it's funny how some things never leave you. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, there was some job I was applying to and that what they were asking of me, I had just had never done. And I got really overwhelmed and was starting to kind of go, Nope, not going to try. And he was like, you do too know how to do this. Just like one step at a time. And I was like, God, I am eight years old again. <laughs> how did that happen? Like, <laughs> well, like you have a good partner too. That, that really helps a lot for sure. For sure. Right. Well, and you know, you're married to an amazing musician and together you guys make great music. So you're married to Jeff Fielder, a guitarist extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Um, I ho- hope you don't mind if I gush about Jeff for oh, a second. God, of course not. Right. <laughs> well, I will say like Jeff Fielder is someone I saw and it's rare. Not that, I mean, there's great musicians out there, but he is somebody I went and saw one time and I was like, oh shit. Like that guy, <laughs> that guy is above levels of you know like he just is uh he's also just like soul based mm-hmm. I feel like like that is who he is but I was like oh he's on a level of good that oh. is beyond a lot of folks and I was like holy he's shit pretty good. <laughs> yeah he is but he's all you've also worked with him on a lot of stuff he did he produce your last record he did yeah how mm-hmm. was that working together it's a beautiful record both of your records are really Thank beautiful you. um well, the first record was more of a live band kind of situation. So, and then, you know, I gradually kind of that band sort of like fell apart. It wasn't really a band. It was just, you know, it's like, let me put a group of people together to play with. And and then I met Jeff and he was like, I have some ideas for your music. And then it just kind of happened gradually and naturally, you know, over the course of our, um, li- you know, we started living together and, you know, got married. And um, he was, it was kind of like, um, I was interested in the idea of, of experimenting and working with a producer right at the same time as he was interested in learning how to be a producer. So he kind of, yeah, like I was like, sure, you know, I'll be your guinea pig. Like, (laughs) and it was funny because there he's, he's a night owl and I actually am more of a morning person, not early morning, but yeah, no, I (laughs) I hear you. I get going in the morning and he gets going in the night. So I would go to bed and I would wake up and he'd be like, listen to this. And he pressed play oh. and I'd be like, holy shit, <laughs> what the hell did you do? Were you up till five? Like, cause he'll just like produce the whole thing all night, just stay up all night. Just like, awesome. I, yeah. So honestly it was totally like for both of us, it was, it was an, sort of an experimental thing where I kind of really just, let him take most of the reins unless there was a strong idea I had or opinion, you know, but so it was, it was very cool. Yeah. It was a cool, that's amazing. Like what a great pair. Like I would love to wake up in the morning and be like, here, I created this whole landscape for you. What? (laughs) Thank you. 
now I will yeah. boss you around a lot and tell you what I like. And tell <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, we both have uh, fairly strong personalities. So we've learned, you know, we're working on, we've already made my third album and we're working on my fourth album right now. Oh so, my gosh. So, but we've learned that we, um, we have ways of, you know, I really, he's the kind of guy that, and I think a lot of people are who are creative. He needs to have some input and to have some, some room to, to express right. and find ideas. And I have to realize that I need to back off and let him have some sort of time with it because he's yeah. proven, you know, that what he comes up with is, you know, is working. You know what I mean? So like, yes. no, yeah. I love, I love that you trust him enough to, cause magic can happen in there where you trust someone to be like, okay, yeah, go have your complete thought. Yeah. I'll yeah. come back. I mean, you always have the right to say, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like something's going to get made where you're like, well, I hated that, but it was Jeff's complete thought. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? like, so you, it allows, I think for magic when you can sort of go, all right, yeah, go do, you know, like go do your thing. Mm -hmm. I, have always said, I mean, every solo record I've done, it's a whole new band every mm -hmm. time. And I like, I always say one, cause I like the grand experiment and I like the magic and I trust that mm -hmm. I trust that who I know who I'm inviting are good at what they do. Right. And I like the sort of compulsive, let's mm -hmm. just see what happens here. Mm -hmm. Um, really. with the caveat that I'm like, if I don't like it, I'll tell you, yeah. um, which is rarely the case. Mm -hmm. And I feel really lucky that way just to uh, be surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was one song in particular that I was so surprised because in my head it was a um, kind of just a rock song. Like it was going to be a rock mm -hmm. song. It's called Rock and Roll Man. And that was one where I got up in the morning and you played it. And it was just this disco like dance <laughs> tune. Ooh. And I was like, what? Like I just <laughs> was so surprised, but it was so cool. And that was actually the song that wound up getting placed in the movie that um, just nice. left. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Random. Good for you guys. That is so cool. See, magic was magic was had. Was it magic of bones? There's gotta be some sort of like woo-woo <laughs> bumper sticker that is made out there. Someone will yeah. tell me. <laughs> hey, which film was that? Was that uh it's it's a it's a indie film called Dakota. Oh, right. And actually it was it was on like yeah. It was on some, I still haven't watched it. I'm, I'm silly, but it's, it was on a streaming platform recently. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to actually, I need to watch right? that. But it's, um, it's the film is about a singer songwriter who's a real singer songwriter and she signed to Columbia records. And, um, I think it's, it's very fictional, but, uh, all the, uh, artists that were in the soundtrack were all like indie, I think mostly. And I just happened, I was playing at SeaTac airport. This is how both times my songs have been in films happen oh, wow. playing at the airport and some guy came up and two different times and said hey uh, i place music in films do you want to i'm like uh, that's yeah. amazing wow. yeah, that's that's random cool. yeah and i played there for five years and that happened twice so it's not like that happens very often or anything but but still that's more magic i like magic <laughs> more, oh magic, please. more magic please <laughs> yes yes we gotta have a daily mantra more magic please yes i uh, love it and you know, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about playing shows together, but I also was, I, you know, again, as I talk about, um, as I sort of put myself out there, like doing this podcast and getting back into it. Cause I, I definitely, especially in COVID, like took a hiatus was like, I got to, I need to go commune with myself and, mm -hmm. uh, reacquaint myself with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I need to have a little talk with myself. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting more excited. It's good practice for me to like you know, contact people and talk mm -hmm. and all that. But it also, then I can see the possibilities and like collaborating and mm -hmm. um, because it's the communing that I, my, that I love. Mm -hmm. It's those, you know, those magical moments where you do stuff with a group and you're like, this is why Yeah, totally. I, one of the reasons I do this, you know, like this is so cool. Um, the pleasure of getting to work with other people. And I mean, just in the doing Mm -hmm. um, so I hope we get to do stuff together. I hope we do something awesome. wacky. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. It's got, uh, and then you, you know, I also learned things from, from you, you know, and other people like things that I hadn't done before, like online streaming. I've yet to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I have ideas, but, um, and so I'm always grateful for, um, yeah, totally. 
education or what have you. Mm -hmm. But um, so you guys have already recorded two more records Mm -hmm. and you're doing that at your house. We, so we're working on the fourth one. We're not done with it by any means. Um, The third one, actually um, we recorded most of it as a live band at Jack Straw Cultural Center. And and that was through an artist recording grant. Um, I got the like, it was basically like half off, right? It, so they mm-hmm. they award like full grants and then like half grants. So I got like, but hey, you know, it was awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah it's still cool. Yeah, so we went in there and did most of it like that. But then we do have a pretty decent amount of setup at our home now. We just moved almost two years ago now into a bigger house with a basement on the south end of Seattle where we could actually kind of, have the space for that and jeff's been gradually bit by bit collecting more and more gear to kind of deck out our own studio just little by little he's he's definitely one of those guys that can just get lost on technical stuff and right. gear Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm like uh, not a problem i have so let's <laughs> no not you ryan yeah, yeah. no not at all <laughs> As he's sending me links, as he's sending me links, <laughs> like let's use this technology, let's use. That. I'm like whatever. I'm like, cool, great. Sounds great. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Nice the, yeah. Oh, that's great to have. No, I love that. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I too, I'm, I'm not ashamed. Like, I'm not a technical person. Like, I'm a intuitive creator, right? Like, so right. my last two records I did with Steve Fisk who one has a ginormous history. So just as he sits down to talk about anything, it's, you know, two hours go by and you're like, what? Um, (laughs) But he will, he will also get technical, but him and I have done so much work together that now I, I feel like we're close enough friends where he'll start talking gear and I'll just cut him off and be like, you know, my eyes have glossed over. Like, I don't don't even know what you're talking about, nor do I care. Not not to be mean, but I was like, to be honest, I don't care. I know. I know. It's funny. It's like, but when you put, when you see people like that together, it's, it's interesting (laughs) to see their brains go. It's just like, Oh, you guys could just, you could just nerd out for like an hour right now. I can tell. (laughs) Don't you like envy it? Like I envy it. Like, I I guess I want to be like that. I just, yeah. I've yet to see myself really naturally. The older that I've gotten, the less I feel obligated. If I feel like yeah. that's a good thing, right? As you get older and you realize who you are, you're like, that's just, I'm just not that way. Thank God there's someone out there that's like that. Yes. I mean, you've got your own things Total. to nerd out about, right? Yeah. You know, it's right. Like the art yeah. and the craft. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm the one that gets up and just sits down and writes a song. Like that's what I do. You know, that's right. That's exactly. It's only exactly. Yeah. I mean, yay to facilitators, right? Like mm-hmm. I knew, I mean, I, that's, I love Ryan one because he's my perfect foil. And I constantly, after every podcast coin, Oh my God, did I even give you a chance to talk? <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, he's a calming presence. But at the same time, I know he's knows his, he knows yeah. all the tech stuff. And I love that. I know I needed that too. So he's like my perfect combination for me, mm-hmm. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I do my best. Yeah. We need, yeah, we need each other, you know, yin yang, yeah. pieces, and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's again with coming together with other people. That's key, for sure. Well, mm-hmm. and so you know, you bring up songwriting too, like just the um, the the art of songwriting, but also there's the personal relationship you can have, the the personal thing that songwriting can be, and and your music's really personal. I was um, listening to your first record too. You talked about the group the musicians are on that like that record's amazing because i was like that's a flute like oh you know i was like, <laughs> like listening to songs going is that a flute on let it i was like what like you know or strings and piano and the sound of the piano and there's and there's roads on there right on i think on maybe on that one that might have been on your second record but anyways i like to listen to instrumentation and there's that that's like i really liked that that was unusual like you didn't hear some of those things it was really cool experimentation and I feel like it lends to the personal writing that you're doing. Do you think that's true? Is that like well, your intent? I think, you know, that's, so I can't claim credit for the flute idea. That was not my idea. I totally had a totally different um, um, vision for that song, which I wouldn't be opposed to eventually trying a whole new version of it. See, in my, totally. in, to, in my understanding, every song could have such a completely different yeah. 
result depending on which way you go with it. And I'm, I'm actually, I actually struggle with having a really strong sense of which way the song should go because I'm, I see all the different ways, you know, yeah. so it could go this way, that way or this way. So, um, like, the flute, I was like, really? It was my, so I worked with this guy, Colin Nelson. He like recorded everything. Um, he has a studio in Fremont and he was like, flute, flute, you know, like kind of like seventies, you know, like, um, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Van Morrison, you know? And I'm like, yes. Okay. You know, <laughs> and then it wound up being really cool. And yeah, I, um, and I, I guess it's just, again, just kind of having, the people that you're working with and trusting their ideas. And like Jeff will just suggest stuff randomly. And I'm like, mm, like, you know, saxophone. I'm like, mm. and then right. I hear it and I'm like, that's really cool. Thanks. That was a great idea. Right. You know? So yeah, I, I guess I just have an open mind to, to, to try stuff. I think that's. You're so that right though, about like a song could go like so many mm -hmm. different directions and, and it's nice to just pick one, you know, like, okay, we're going to go roll with it. Cause then because if you didn't, you could you'd never finish anything, I think. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I know folks who are extremely talented, but just n yeah. never nail it. Like, be done. Mm -hmm. Put mm -hmm. now you just put something put something out because you're never going to hit perfection. One, because they're so crazy, mm -hmm. talented and creative. I'm like, you just will keep coming up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you know, after what but you're never putting anything out. And so mm -hmm. um, I think it's. Again, like it's it can be fun to just go, well, I don't know. Let's just see what happens here. I mm -hmm. had like on um, last the evening, I have a song called Stupid Is. And I, same thing. It was much faster, double time. And I thought it was going to be a rock song. And Mark Pickerel, who played drums on that record, was like, oh, no. And he's the one who slowed it, um, put it at its slow tempo. Mm -hmm. which has a much more like soulful groove to it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I did when I, on the first, just because I'm giving examples that I felt like were, I didn't expect the first record, solo record I did, Tucker Martin produced it, but like a ton of people that I don't even think I appreciated at the time played on that record. Like Reggie Watts is on that record. And like, cool, yeah. I had, had the song humdrum again was like in double time. Cause I tend to write like in waltz or fast mm -hmm. waltz or, um, and it was like that, 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 on piano and he cut it in half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like he's the one who made it. And I came in, like, I, I would literally like leave and then come back and it was this mm -hmm. other song. And I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, yeah. But love it. I'm super grateful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, it's, I think, I think if you, yeah, there's so many ways. And, and if you are closed off and you don't allow other ideas to come in, you're, you're cutting yourself short because there's potential for this genius thing to happen when you, when you meld minds together. Um, yeah. and working with Jeff has been really, really crazy for me because he's, I feel like he's up to my game because, you know, I, uh, there's a lot of songs that I've written that, um, he didn't alter, you know, other than producing, but then there's plenty where he's like, you know, helps me come up with this little tiny instrumental bridge thing or something that just like right. really takes the song, you know what I mean? Takes it yeah. or like the beginning or the ending, like just polishes it in a way that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have come up with that on my own, you know? So it's, well, yeah. there's a huge great, I mean, collaboration is amazing, especially when people are, they come to the table, like, Mm -hmm. ready to be equal and open at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, with, you know, yeah. and as the owner of the music, I think the only responsibility is to say like, I, if I don't like it, I, I will have my reasons. Um, you know, like, and you know, I'm not, a, it's like, I'm not crazy or I'm not an idiot, you know, like I will have my yeah. reasons, and it's yeah, my yeah. stuff. So, but. So listen if, to me. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I mean, not that that should even have to be said, but at the same time, I think great like collaborators can come together, have ideas, respect when someone says like, that's just not the vision I had because that's so internal. Yeah. Um, and again, that's just delicious and juicy to be with talented people mm -hmm. um, doing that dance and it's, a, and it's respectfully done, right? Not, mm -hmm. you don't get stepped on, you know, and there's so many lessons inside of that too, as an artist to you know, learn how to like, when do you, when you, it's, you know, all your yeah. decision, but like, when do you open up? When do you say no? Learning how to do that, how to say no, or, um, owning yeah. and taking responsibility for your work. 
Yeah. Early on, Jeff was, Jeff was like, you are quick to say no. Do you realize that? Like all the time. Oh, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, and it kind of, I had to learn, you know, like to not just go, no, you know, to like give it a chance and, and try it, you know, and not be like, this is my song the way I wrote it, you know? So that's a hard skill to learn, you know, it's like, even as a visual artist, you know, collaborating Mm -hmm. with other artists, I enjoy it a lot, but a lot of other artists don't, they really have their vision. And they want to stick yeah. to it. And you're just like, oh, it could be cool if you tried this. And then they do. And they're yeah. like, all right, yeah, that does work. But yeah, yeah, it thank takes you. convincing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting to know, like, what initially was behind your no? Like, what were the thoughts? Whatever they were at the time. Mm-hmm. Did you, were you sort of like, did you have any thoughts of like, no, it's my job. I'm supposed to do everything. Or I'm supposed yeah, to create everything. I think, I think, you know. It was like, well, so I was in a band for four years and then the band that I moved to uh, Seattle with and I had kind of a, it was a very bad experience in some ways and also awesome in other ways. Um, but there were, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen in that band. And so we had mm-hmm. constant conflict. Um, and, um, and also it was, it started off as a very masculine band and I was a backing singer with this other girl and we did oohs and ahs. And then gradually over time, like we started, all contributing songs and then it shifted to more of a male female thing and then there were people in the band that didn't want that shift they wanted it to go back to like this masculine like rough mm-hmm. around the edges kind of thing and so you know it felt like my voice was getting like kind of turned off in a way so all that said like that right after that is when I really started doing my own project and I think I got kind of like I was like no more collaboration for me after that I was like I'm gonna do my own you know and then also yeah yeah, you like attached to something that you create you're like any little minor change you're like that's not the way I wrote it you know like that's not how it's supposed to be but yeah I've definitely changed a lot um, but that's fair I mean coming out of an experience like that where you're like as like as a fledgling wanting to step out on your own Mm-hmm. in reaction to like the complete lack of control or what was being put on you like that. I get, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're sort of like, well, I'm not letting that happen again, but that's just a growth thing, right? It's like the pendulum right. swings. Right. You're like, well, that was awful. Well, then I'm going to totally do the opposite thing is yeah, that. Exactly. And then, Oh, but new stuff comes in and which is good stuff. And Oh, maybe I can let go a little bit for the reasons you already know. Like it's not yeah. a thoughtless yeah. process. I think for, Lots of people who find themselves in bands who have like an inkling that they want to go do their own work. That's a big step to mm-hmm. to decide. That takes a lot of courage, um, I think, and fortitude to say, one, to notice and then say, this isn't working for me mm-hmm. and I know why. And so I'm going to I'm going to leave or step out like kudos mm-hmm. to you. I think that takes a lot of um, courage. Well, thank you. It was it was a lot of drama. <laughs> I'll I totally know. It wasn't, just, it wasn't that simple, but it worked yeah. out. You know, I am where I am yeah. now. Um, well, this. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying this is one of those moments where we know what we each other. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> right? Like it's an unsaid. Like, mm-hmm. uh huh. We lived together, yeah. dated within yeah. the band, you know, just all the drama. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> I almost feel like I would know how you felt like, yeah, yeah. That's, isn't that like worth its weight in gold for a friend and a peer, a music peer and friend to be like, you don't even have to tell me sister. I know. What you're <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm making eyes with you. I'm, I'm two fingers on my eyes. And there we go. Oh yeah. I got you. I, I totally do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Um, um, it's, it's kind of yummy though. The whole like road is yummy because you're growing and that is exciting. And, and Mm -hmm. that's being an artist and that's great. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I've sort of come to think like, it's all good. Um, all, all of it has been good. I finally, I swear a couple months ago had, I don't know, on a really deeper, like complete level was like, no, I'm, I'm good with my history. Like I don't Mm -hmm. sit in, um, I've done a good job. I don't know. I changed a corner. I just was, instead of regretting things or, mm-hmm. oh, you should have done things different or why aren't you bigger or, you know, all of that. I just don't have those feelings anymore. I feel like when I'm aware of a lot of what all the other roads look like and mm-hmm. what they really entail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, more than that, I guess I look back and I, this is what I'm sort of saying, like to your history too, like, looking and going, no, I've done a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, 
by and large, I've done a good job. I've gotten to do really cool things. I will, um, I'm happy about me. Like I'm good. And I look forward to doing more things. Like, do you, do you feel that way on the road? Do you feel, you know, post since I last talked to you too, like a little more solidified and I guess my, my complicated word yummy about me, <laughs> about being an artist, you know? I think that it goes up and down and back and forth um, pretty regularly for me. It's always been that way where I, one minute I'm like feeling really good and confident and proud and accomplished. And the next minute I'm like, is this what I'm doing with my life? <laughs> so I, I don't, is that just an inherent part of being an artist or creative person? Cause I've read that actually in lots of places. That that's sure. But I think those level. things, I think those things come up because our culture tells us there's a, you know, a different storyline of what success looks like and right. it's pretty materialistic oh, and yeah. it's, you know, especially in a tech city, oh, you know, yeah. all the, you know, there's a lot of Patagonia and Volvos <laughs> driving around <laughs> and houses that are above like 700,000. Oh, what do you have against Volvos? I, I mean, I, I love, no, <laughs> call me a hypocrite. I would love an XC. 40, whatever, any day. <laughs> I want to tell you really quick on that note. I went, uh, when I, when I had my music in a film, the first guy that, that saw me play at SeaTac, he wanted me to come be in the movie for mm -hmm. like a cameo where the love, I was like the crush of this guy that was one of the main characters. And he had a dream that we ran to each other on the beach and like fell down and kissed and, and he had posters of me on his wall. It was just weird. But so I got to go down and be in it, but I had drove around with the director of, of the film and he was so, he was about the same age as me. So I'm 38. And he was looking at me like, what are you doing? Who are you? He literally was like, yeah, you're not successful unless oh my you gosh. at this age have become big. I mean, it was very, very clear that he was looking at me like, what are you doing? You're how old and you're still chasing your musical dreams. You should have kids by now. And like all Whoa, this stuff. Right? Uh, whatever. Yeah. I remember the specifics of how he said it, but it was like this sort of passive aggressive thing. And he showed me around Hollywood and he was like, money, <sighs> you know, success. And I'm just like, wow, I felt oh. really shitty. It was this very indie film, low budget thing. And, you know, but it but was that, very apparent that that was the vibe there oh, or from him anyway. That is soul oh, crushing though. Like, oh, yeah. that's oh, LA moment. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Which are fully soul killing. Mm -hmm. um, and because I don't think like I'm 53, right? Like having, I had the moment where I was like, I'm a loser. I'm not, you know, huge musically. And now I don't own anything. I'm not like married. I don't have a kid, you know, like I really said that to myself or believed it. And consequently, mm -hmm went to corporate jobs, which did not serve me emotionally. Like they were scarring. Mm -hmm. And I think of, now I just think about, you know, what is quality of life? Mm -hmm. What does a really good life look like? And the value of art, um, especially like music, you know what I mean? Like it is a game changer. It's healing, it's storytelling. Yeah. It's an, I value all those things. Um, mm -hmm. And I think our, our, our American culture definitely yeah says out loud these yeah. are the things you should have in order yeah. to hit the milestone and then be, feel like it's success and that can mess you up yeah well we're so you know we're so um uh what do you call it capitalistic you know it's all like mm -hmm. you know if you can prove that you're you're worthwhile by making this amount of money and it, owning all this property and yada 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 versus like i was looking at um other countries that um support their arts and, and like the, the percentage of what the U S looks like versus some of these other countries was, it was just ridiculous. Like how low arts funding is in oh, the yeah. compared to other, like there's other countries where you um, can apply, which I would apply my ass off for these opportunities. Right? Like, and you could get um, completely funded to go tour the U S or whatever. Like it's, it's governmentally funded like yes. music. And, you know, um, like the, the weekender, he's an artist from Canada who had funding from the government to make his album and go tour. And, um, Courtney Barnett from, I think she's from Australia, I think, or New Zealand. She had funding, uh -huh. government funding to tour the U S and like, that's just like normal in some other countries, yeah. but in the U S it's like, we have the great venues and you can come tour here. And like, we have the, the mobility, like potentially not now, obviously, 
but yeah, yeah. Right. You know that we have like the market, but we just don't have the the support, the funding. So yeah, you just feel like you got to give up. Yeah. The know? American way well, is to struggle more usually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, you know, I remember touring um, probably in the nineties and it was such a vast difference between what your experience was like in the States to Europe, like in Europe, you're right. It was funded. Like you had a tour manager, you had rentals, mm-hmm. you were fed food at soundcheck and mm-hmm. got a dinner and were put up to stay. And the, <laughs> and the staff at the venue were nice because they were getting paid. Yeah. Where yeah. you go to the States and you're, <laughs> it's just terrible. Like the sound guy is usually awful to you. And he's super <laughs> here. Not usually she, but like, he's bitter like it's such a stereotype or you weren't food somewhere to stay it was just Mm -hmm. so um vastly different yeah Yeah. not money and 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 emphasis put into it yeah it's yeah well it's totally sad and it's you know touring is um harder work than most people think and so Mm -hmm. add um just no support at all and you know that's Mm -hmm. that takes its toll on people Mm -hmm. um I think people sometimes think touring is romantic and a lot of it really, I, I believe isn't, um, yeah, yeah. it's work, it's you know, in a, in a bus or van with your uh, colleagues for like weeks on end. Isn't romantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, one, if you have a bus, good, <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, one, you're an echelon above. <laughs> if you're in a van, you're kind of also up there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right. In yeah. your station wagon, let's be more realistic. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Even kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, or yeah. sleeping on people's floors, you know, or yeah, yeah, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, if you get that at all, not yeah. having your gear ripped off, you know. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I just, <laughs> I just love conversations around like what is really a value in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you have, uh, I also think some solutions to not getting waylaid by that um, ideology is just to really. Um, tighten not tighten the circle but like be um conscious about who you hang out with and create your circle and your and expand that circle but like if you're around similar minded people um then you're not at the whim of you know how other folks are living right like if i step out of tech and i build my own little world then that's my world i probably will never even hear somebody talk about <laughs> or, or it'll become foreign that they find somebody finds that important. I'm like, really? Like, mm-hmm. oh, and, by the, and you're miserable. Like, it'll, you know, what I mean? like, yeah. Um, it won't become so powerful. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the world needs uh, needs music. It will always need music and storytelling. You know, you. I think you and I were talking about putting together a show. Yeah, I think you and I were talking. That was really. Um, curating a show that emphasized storytelling and the mm-hmm. artists themselves as storytellers as for a comf- comforting evening, mm-hmm. utilizing music. I mean, which just happens every time somebody plays, but I somehow wanted to do bring that back um, mm-hmm. or bring it around. I guess it's, it's here, but I, yeah. I guess I compare it to like the sixties or whatever mm-hmm. uh, with like Dylan or Joni Mitchell or other people where it just seemed at that time, mm-hmm the art yeah. of songwriting and lyrics spoke to like what was going on in the world yeah. and politics yeah. and all. And it, people were plugged in and partnering with music mm-hmm. and politics and everything together. And it's a vastly different yeah. time. I realize. Well, a- maybe things will shift that way. I mean, with everything that's happened with, um, you know, so much has shifted gears because of the pandemic. And then with the black lives matter protests and like the awareness and the awakening of like, People are, I think people are in a totally different mindset now, most people, than we were like six months ago, for let sure, alone for sure, five yeah. years ago. Yeah. So maybe that'll, I mean, maybe that'll become uh, aware and that'll transcend. But again, it's the almighty dollar in the U.S. So on a bigger scale, I think, yeah. I don't know that that'll be emphasized. Like at the Grammys, was it, was it, uh, Alicia Keys did a song. And where she sat and played piano and it was very songwriting and it was like i forget right. which one it was was it i, I don't normally watch big shows but it was like a story and i was like so shocked that they actually let that happen on, right. a, on a big scale like that where it was like someone was telling a story and it was like not a hit song just a hit song that will sell and sounds like every other you know kind of crappy hit song that's like massive right. but i think on a smaller scale like there's 
definitely like, and that's what I'm really motivated or was before all this happened to, um, to help facilitate, uh, and bring together is, um, like within the Seattle scene, at least like, um, bringing those kinds of shows together, bringing those people together and, and like, you know, helping that happen. Cause I think it's, it's definitely important. And I think it's, it's somewhat has been happening in Seattle, at least that kind of, um, that kind of gig. Like, um, I think when we talked on the phone, I told you about, uh, my friend Darren, um, from March to May, who started a production called drift productions, where they put on, um, shows at a quote unquote unique location. Oh yeah. Um, and, um, with, with, uh, you know, with art that will be, uh, you know, mem- it will create a memorable experience and they sell it on like, um, I think they sell it on, um, Airbnb or Groupon or something Ooh. and you just buy a ticket and you don't know, I think, <gasps> I think you don't know right that. away where you're going or who it's going to be. It's D R Y F T productions. Um, but I've played a couple of those shows at the, the Virginia, um, five steamship was one. And then at wow. the, um, I forget the name of the mansion, but it's this historic old um, house that's like a mini mansion and and uh, it's in Capitol Hill, Stimson Green or something like that. But oh, so cool. you're playing for this audience that is there to sit down and listen to you at- attentively, which is like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like that service so far or whatever I think where people do yeah, so far, so far does that yeah. kind of idea of house concert thing. And I think that also took like a turn, like things were turning that way before all this pandemic stuff. I think where people are like looking for those authentic, mm-hmm. you know, intimate experiences where you're really connecting. And yeah, it's, it's different. It just depends on what you're doing. Like if you're a loud rock and band and you, and you want to just like make people dance and rock, you know, then maybe that's mm-hmm. not for you, but. Right. I love that. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I think that's what I miss most is being able to gather for intimate shows or collaborating Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure out the the guitar player for my last record, uh, Rafe Wadleys. He's got like a little studio, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. can I come over? I have a mask. Can we, <laughs> you know, like because it's it's a lot to actually be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a really fun part. So I think that's that's something I'm really missing. I love those ideas, though. I'm gonna go look that stuff up. Um, what was I thinking? You know, one of the things. And I don't I I imagine this is happening. This is probably just my isolated ignorance. But I was like, the more we talk about ourselves as um, as a thing. Right. I feel like maybe the more real it comes, like I try to talk more out loud about uh, that songwriting is a healing tool. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I write as a healer, I feel, I feel like my music has been healing for people. I haven't in the past, like labeled myself a healer, but, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that. And so I'm trying to talk out loud about myself or my work or whatever I'm doing and why in clear and, and doing it more often. Right. Mm-hmm. So that it becomes a thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, t- to make something, I guess, you know, with groups of people. And I was like, it, and as you start doing stuff together, Mm-hmm. Um, a thing is something becomes real as opposed to just being isolated. I mean, cause there's so many talented people in this town yeah. doing really cool things. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, individuals do their stuff, but there's something about coming together and mm-hmm. great ideas that I get really excited about. I think that they're, um, mm-hmm. the possibilities are exciting to me for mm-hmm. like a mature, fun, creative, experimental. It's like, get, you know, this is part of being an artist that I want. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make cool shit with really cool people. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's the pleasure part that nobody can take away from you. That's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just talking about labels and things like that. There's so much um, precariousness in that business where you're not in control and you're at the whim of oftentimes not brightness. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, which makes it even more um, terrible. And so the places that you can invest or you know should I say have control um becomes so much more valuable or mm-hmm. I, I see them I'm like these are the things I can have that no one could take away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that recently like the, with the last record I did too it was like I had a moment I had a bad moment where um a situation where I felt like I was just being talked about in the past 
And it just triggered a bunch of stuff. I mean, it just triggered like, oh, I feel like I'm old. Nobody cares. Or, you know, all the things that I think are kind of classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of imploded on a day like you do. And this, I'm not like for sympathy, but I just like this, you know, this is what happens sometimes. You have a day where you just like, oh my God. Um, and I stopped myself for once and I was like, okay, what? stop like one I was like okay are we gonna implode are we gonna like sit down again because that's a big stickler with myself um are we sitting down I'm like well no okay then what can you control and Mm -hmm. it was really healthy for me because I was like I can write songs I can record I can play live I can collaborate forever and Mm -hmm. no one nothing can get in the way of that like nothing can can mess that up Mm -hmm. and that made me feel better yeah Uh, Yeah. I think we all have our struggles like that. Like for me, I've had struggles where, um, I'm like, I get frustrated where I'm like, I can write these songs for days. I've written so many songs and then, and then what, that's where I get like, where I get caught up sometimes where I'm like, I'm, you know, like, where is this, is this, you know, does anyone care? Blah, blah, blah. Is it enough people like, you know, you you get those, I think we get those hangups sometimes, but then the, then it always comes back around to, well, this is what I make and I'm going to make it no matter what, you know? So might as well just be okay with that. I mean, do you make it for yourself or do you make it for others? Yeah. I mean, it's both. I mean, you make, I think, you know, anyone who makes things has an, an instinct and a drive and a desire to make stuff it's in us we're makers like I'm just okay with that you know but then it's like but if you just sat in a room and played music by yourself and no one ever heard you that's I don't that's not for me either right, you know right. yeah the exchange is another the the yeah. exchange is also what you want too. the sharing out and then the reaction to the communing yeah the communing yeah. is a big part of it like and I, I actually think that um taught you know late out loud saying like, I am an artist, this, I am an artist. This is what I do helps, helps like ground it a little yeah. bit. Like, and then I, also, I think when you get some amount of, um, recognition back from people that you value their opinion, it really, for me has helped me be like, okay, I am an artist. Like yeah. I, it's not in my head. I didn't just make this up. Like people out there have actually said, wow, you're, you're an artist and we appreciate you. And then it just, it's like, Oh, you know, the affirmation it's, it's part of the whole process. I I feel like if you want, I I think there's plenty of people that just look at it as a hobby, but for me, it's doesn't, it hasn't felt like a hobby, you know, it's felt like, yeah, it's a huge dopamine hit when somebody says they like what you've done. (laughs) You're just like, Oh yeah. Yeah, It's very rewarding. I think that's the thing with art too, is, you know, you have to do it for you and you have to be, like, you know, you have to know that that's enough, you know, but, but, you know, there's, there is something about like, and when I was in school, I was always the kid that was like, I'm going to get a, I'm going to do every, you know, cause I liked liked the, you know, I liked getting the approval from the people that were grading my papers and stuff. I was definitely like that kind of student where I was like pushing to like be good at it. Not just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. But I, you know, I think also being a musician can be written off as frivolous a lot of the times. And so you get surrounded by that and you're like, well, am I just the silly thing? And mm-hmm. it's not grounded in anything profound mm-hmm. or purposeful. And mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the truth. Like you got to, you got to circle yourself with language that yeah, makes you yeah. feel cool and great and purposeful and that, that it has its place. That it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. matters. It does matter. Because I think music is a game changer for people. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in their well, life day, would be so boring without music yeah, and art. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Really? And so you, I think the self-talk has to be about like, I love me, you know, like, or I like being an artist. <laughs> I am this. Like, how cool is that? Like, it's a good thing, um, you know, just to, to stabilize and, mm-hmm. get, yeah, and give yourself this sense of why. Like, why do I do this? Well, like if we had grown up in Iceland, you know, where art is like a, viable yeah. path or mm-hmm. other places right we wouldn't even be having this conversation right right <laughs> <laughs> and would we be making the art that we are making if we had because there's been plenty of songs i've written that were definitely about all the struggles you know so i had a <laughs> point you know i was actually i was just thinking about this the other day like because i i was writing some a lot of stuff in response to the um protests and the um 
you know, just the state of things right now. And I'm like, so upset and hurt. And like, when you open up your, your willingness to have feelings around all the things that are going on, you can really get really hurt right now with all the injustice and, you know, the way, way of things. And I was feeling so sad and I'm like, I'm going to write, you know, and then later I was like, wow, I wrote this beautiful thing. And like, and then I thought about, you know, how I'm like, no war, you know, like, no, let's all be friends. Let's, and then I was like, wow, what if there was no war and we were all getting on and everything was equal. And there was, would we have, what would we write about? You know, cause you realize like that, that can be so motivating. Yeah. The bad things, the injustices, the negative And aren't you glad that you can do this thing? Yeah. yeah. Right. Not everybody can do what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think about it because, you know, for me, it's like, it's, it's been so natural and not easy. Like there's times when I have a hard time writing a song, but there's so many times when I just literally don't feel like I tried at all to write something. So Mm -hmm. to me, I'm always, sometimes I think it's like, it's not that big a deal. Like, you know, I downplay it. Like I'm like, oh, this isn't, you know, cause for me, it just feels so natural. Yeah. Well, you've gotten into it and you're well-practiced. I mean, I think creativity is for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And I think music is for everyone, but not everyone chooses to really take yeah. it, take it on and right, do right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. 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 Like I always tell people, I'm like, look, being a musician isn't just for special. Yeah. People. Like I don't yeah. like that. I don't, you know, I'm like, music is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a thing I think to be honored when you do take it on and build the craft and, mm-hmm. and it is a part of it. it is who you are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, it's true. It's just like anything that you choose to spend, you know, spend time and energy on. It's, it's a choice and you're going to naturally develop, you know, you know, wait, be good at it or better at it, you know? Yeah. Aren't you glad? I mean, (laughs) this is who you are, like that. This is what you do. I wouldn't trade, you know, I wouldn't trade it for a corporate job even though I've had, had I, I, I still have the struggle. I still have the struggle. I mean, it's like, it's just, there's times where I'm like, you know, wouldn't it be easier if I was like, you know, a techie yeah, person, I, like yeah. I had different skill sets, science and math, you know, just wouldn't life yeah. be somewhat easier. Or if I was less of a creative or whatever out thinker, like, then I could just go to a job and be fine being like, you know, normal, you know, like it's I have like the, the matrix. You can just decide to stay in the, yeah, the, right. the business. Yeah. You side. know, there's another reality, but you're happy to yeah. be in this one. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes well, that struggle. They, it gives you structure, right? You know, and I, I mean, I know plenty of creatives who are working jobs and they are, they are great at what they do and it supports their lives. That's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. I guess I want to correct myself. Like that, but there's, it, it, yeah. It gives you structure. Like I know there's reasons I went into work because I'd had, I'd been in the, I wanted structure. I'd been in a non-structured at the whim of no control industry for long enough. And I craved structure, but it, it can come with yeah. other things which mm-hmm. are a bit soul crushing, but you know, like an adult, people can make choices and morph and do whatever, mm-hmm. but not to discredit all the musicians I know who are working as well. There's, there's yeah. some good feeling to structure, but you know, I mean, you and I've talked like, you know, when it's starting to crush your soul and that's not a good thing. It gives mm-hmm. you something to write a song about though. You know, you got, yeah. oh, I've experienced some soul crushing stuff. I got to yeah. express that. Oh my now. gosh. Oh my gosh. When I was waiting tables, I had a lot of, a lot of song ideas. Not that, if, I mean, plenty of people do that and they don't have that experience. That's what I'm going to say to any next manager I have. I'm only here because I want to write songs. All right. <laughs> You're, I'm just here so you can make me, you know, oh, piss yeah. me off enough or treat me poorly yeah. enough. <laughs> I'm going to get a song. I'm just using you. <laughs> <laughs> Way yeah. to take back the job. Anyway. Well, Tecla, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I can't wait to talk to you more. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thrusting my friendship on you. I'm like, we're not friends. <laughs> oh, Jeff says hi, by the way. He's in the other room. But he's like, oh, hello. you're talking to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, say hi back. He's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would be giddy. We'll do stuff. It'll be fun. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. definitely. Can't but wait. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a great weekend. And Thank um, you too. see you soon. Okay. Yeah, thanks for All your right. time. Bye, guys.